in today's show, it is time to just tear it apart, mate. ESPN, you're here. Let's get into sleepers. If you don't see these sleepers, how are you even going to compete in your league? This is it. This is all you need. This is the sleeper list. I'm lying. But we're going to talk sleepers on ESPN. And Michael Bolton, he's a sleeper legend. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit Fangio.com. Slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So earlier today, I looked at sleepers, the ones that are going to dominate, win your league on Yahoo. And now we're going to do the same for ESPN. But of course, it's bullshit. That's not how you win your league. Well, is a little bit, but I'm not guaranteeing you winning anything. We're here to look at guys who I think and there are some that are obviously insane. In fact, if you go to ESPN, do a mock draft now for a category league, you'll see Gabe Vincent ranked 930th. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But we're just looking at guys who I think are undervalued, who I think are probably first 10, or at least first 11 round players in a 12-team league, so top 130 guys, who are you're probably returning you three rounds or so of value based on their current either rank or ADP on ESPN, sometimes a lot more than that. And that means that instead of trying to hit the guy that you think has a chance of breaking out, you can grab some of these guys who are going to return that value, even if they do sort of median projection stuff. And that's sort of where I'm sitting with these players. I also just want to quickly mention, Basketball Monsters open for this season. There's a lot of people who don't seem to know what Basketball Monster does, which is crazy to me. We have a draft tracker. It connects directly to your draft, and it just updates with the picks and team strength and remaining player and dynamic values of guys that are left and auction dollar values and all that sort of stuff if you're doing auction drafts. We have updated projections that update immediately when news hits, season-long and daily stuff, short-term stuff, robust comments section, trade analyzer, suggested ads and drops, trade suggestions. My new Durant metric is going to be over there. My new Bazemore Dynasty metric, when that gets released, is going to be over there as well. We've been doing it for so long, man. There's so much stuff over there. We've got our traditional Z-score rankings for category leagues plus the Durant metric too. Fully customizable to whatever league you are playing in. Whatever you want to play in, points, head-to-head, categories, whatever categories. 15 categories, two categories, I don't know. Just it all customizes. Simple as that. But I've just noticed reading a lot of things, people have no idea. There are some people who have just have no idea what we do. And there you go. So back to ESPN sleepers. Sleepers is a nonsense term. It doesn't mean anything. If you're in a competitive league, everybody knows everybody. I know every single player in the NBA, and there's going to be a lot of you. I know every single player where they play. There's going to be a lot of you watching this who know the same. There's some of you who don't, and that's great. Welcome. Start to envelop yourself in the fantasy basketball world in the NBA. Get to know more players. But there's very, very unlikely. It's not like, man, that guy, I've never heard of him. Who's this player? 
What does he play in the NBA? That doesn't exist. So this is bullshit. Now, I put it on the title and I said it here because I want people to come in and understand how fantasy works and understand player evaluation without getting sucked in to people who um, try and go out there and give you these ideas that you're going to win everything if you follow certain lists or whatever it is, right? That's not what we're about. Let's just talk about some guys who I think are coming in at the moment on September the 15th with a bit of value. I have no idea when ESPN is going to update their rankings. No idea whatsoever. They haven't, and I don't know when it's going to happen. Could happen at any point. And that brings me to talking about some interesting ranks on ESPN. Shane Warne. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Now, you know that I'm pretty big on Paul Reed as a sleeper. I think he might have a chance, outside chance, less than 10% chance of starting next to Joel Embiid. I know that he's going to play next to Joel Embiid, so he's going to be at least the backup power forward. He's probably going to be the backup center. I would think he's got minimum 18 minutes, maximum 28 minutes this season. He's better than Mo Bamba. You could argue he might be better than PJ Tucker at this point in their career. Don't know, maybe. But Tucker could also get traded with Jim Harden's situation. Who knows what's going on there? And I love taking Reed in round 11 onwards of a 12-team league. Bench slots, take him. Please do not use this as a reason to go and reach up and grab him. Well, Josh said he's a sleeper. I've got to take him at 80 or 90. Don't. Don't do it. Please don't. I might be pushing Reed up a little bit with me talking about him. You don't have to have him. Now, there is upside in Reed to honestly be a top 70 player in 30 minutes. That's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible. But don't go crazy. It's not worth it. But that brings me to the next point. Because Reed's ADP is 140 on ESPN, which a standard ESPN draft is actually 10 teams, 13 roster spots, 130 players. So that means he's outside their standard. He's still inside a 12-team standard. But let's focus on the number that's obviously glaring there, and it's that he's ranked 865th. Now, I shit on ESPN a lot, and I will continue to do so. Because I don't care that they're going to update it. They might, they might not. I, I don't care. If you're putting out a product 40 days away from the start of the NBA season, football season is started. Fantasy football season is done. Drafting-wise, we're out of that. That's finished. We're into week two of the NFL season already. Pay some attention to what you're doing. Because I, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I will guarantee you this. Paul Reed will be better than 865th this season. Why? Well, there's not even 600 players in the NBA to begin with. This is just a level of laziness that should never be accepted. And I would never, ever recommend someone plays a league on ESPN because they are lazy with what they do. And Andre Snellings is a good friend of mine. He does a lot of stuff there, but they don't let him do what he needs to do for fantasy. He, He just can't do what he needs to do. It is ridiculous that we have things like this happen all the time. Gabe Vincent's in the 900s. Um, There are so many guys who are actual rotation players who are ranked outside the top 750. It's insane. It doesn't require much to do it. And you should never trust a single part of their projections or their rankings or anything like that because when those errors are in there, it affects everything. 
it's it's a lack of care. It's a lack of resources. So don't reward them by playing your leagues there. They don't care. Someone will get signed. Like, I'm actually surprised that Sasha Vezenkov is in their system at 790, but he's in their system. I'm, I'm actually surprised that he's there. But someone's going to get signed during the season, and he's not going to be available to add. In fact, there's going to be players who are currently on NBA rosters who you cannot actually add onto your team. They're just not going to be there. That's how they roll. And it's it should be. It should be frustrating to anyone that that loves this sport or, or loves playing fantasy that there's just no care um, attached to it. Like that's that's a problem to me. I just looked up because I knew this guy wouldn't be here. I thought he might get some minutes this season. Colin Castleton, not available to add on ESPN. You know who also you can't add, which I, I cannot believe this is true, but I thought I'd I, I tried two guys just to see as we're doing this. Dante Exum is in their system. Now, Dante Exum's played in the NBA a lot, a lot of games. He was a top five draft pick. He, you can't roster him. Now, you wouldn't in a 12-team league, but you might in a 16-team league. He's going to be a rotation player, but you can't, you can't use him. These sort of things are like fully embarrassing. Oh, you know who the Thunder's backup point guard is? It's Vasily Micic. Can you add him? No. Do not play on ESPN. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. If they don't care, do not give them your time. In saying that, Paul Reed, that's great. Like I love him. Get him late. Get him at pick 865. Also, a lot of these ones there are the same on Yahoo that there are on ESPN. I think he's talking to you. Now, of course, it's beyond any scope of reality that Asar Thompson's ranked 411th. He might have even start opening night for the Pistons. I don't think so, but he might. His ADP is at 129, so the drafters are going, well, okay, we know you guys have lost your mind. We'll pump him, bump him up a little bit. Uh, there's a real chance, given his skill set, which when I translated it across from OTA, and that's a tough one to do, but then all their OTE stuff showed up exactly the same at Summer League, which was encouraging. One of the best fantasy translated, him and a man, two of the best fantasy translation players I've ever seen. And yeah, that's he's worth a grab. Ben Simmons is ranked 307th. Now, you might hate Ben Simmons. Fine, do it. I don't care. You might be frustrated with what he's done, but 307 is insane. That means in a 20-team league, you're not drafting him. Get your hand off it. Come on. Simmons should be a top 100 player. Get him in round nine, round 10. If it doesn't work out, you know who gives a shit? Literally nobody. Just drop him and move on. You got it. Look, that, that that's insane stuff. Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, he's at 137 with an ADP of 140. So ESPN drafters are seeing him at 137 and they're going, nah, we'll go someone else. Why they're doing that, I've got no idea. Mark Williams is a very comfortable, in my mind, top 100 player. If you're getting him in round 10, round 12, Jesus, that's unbelievable value. Dan Gafford's ranked 128 with an ADP of 139. There is absolutely no reason that both Mark Williams and Dan Gafford can't be top 70 players this season, at the very bare minimum. Yet, they're like last round guys here. And Josh Richardson, not sure how high his upside is, but he's ranked at 192, an ADP of 140. I don't mind it with the last pick. I think he's going to start in Miami. And I think there's going to be some relatively solid options there or solid value for him over there. 
Today's episode, sorry, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL season is here. Incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We've got them. They're all there. So go as a new customer to FanDuel, and if you bet five bucks, they'll give you $200 in bonus bets back guaranteed, but the next part's better. Every customer of FanDuel, you might have been a FanDuel customer for years. If you go and bet $5 now, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket so you can watch the NFL. That's an unbelievable deal just for betting $5 over on FanDuel. And you can go and watch the future Super Bowl champion Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Tua Tagovailoa just dominate the league and go uh, 17-0. Go watch them do it. Put bets on them. Money lines, over-unders, player props, whatever. You can do all of that with your bonus bets. It's the best time now to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props, futures, money lines. It is all there. So visit fanjul.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. Fanjul is an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right. Let's look at some more ESPN sleepers. The wave pool DeAnthony Melton. The Philadelphia situation's obviously a mess. We don't know whether James Harden is going to play. We don't know if he's going to be traded. We don't know who's going to come back. There's a possibility that maybe they bench PJ Tucker and they don't start Paul Reed and they start Tobias Harris and they go with Melton, Maxi Harden or Harden's replacement, whoever. But Melton's ranked 155th. He's got an ADP of 140. I'm not as big on Melton as other people are. They get really enamored by a high steal number and enamored by um, the low turnovers, which I know can be, well, the turnovers are bullshit, but the steals can fluctuate quite a bit. But still, 155 tells me that he's barely a 12-team league guy in their opinion. Nah, you got to go way higher than that. 110, fine. Round 10. Round 9, maybe. What about the uh, passport legend, Jalen Duran? Much like Mark Williams, much like Dan Gafford, He's sitting there at the end. 144 is his ranking with an ADP of 138. I'm not worried about Marvin Bagley III or Marvin Bagley IV taking minutes from him. If they do, then I'll be ropeable, but I'm not worried about it. Duran's going to get 27 plus, probably 30, maybe 30 plus. I think his blocks can increase from last season. I think it's an absolute no-brainer that he beats this number. It's just absolute value. And if you do miss out, and you don't want to reach on an early center, whether it's Wemby or Jaron Jackson, one of those shot blockers, Miles Turner, well, Duran and Williams and Gafford, and all these guys are available late. Terry Rogier stunk last season. Very, yeah, he wasn't very good. There's a gigantic discrepancy here between his rank and his ADP. He's ranked at 129. His ADP is 83. 83 is about right. I'm not going to argue with the drafters on ESPN. I think that's about the right spot. 129 is ridiculous. That's almost last pick in an ESPN standard draft of 10 teams. That doesn't make any sense. He's not going to get the same amount of ball handling responsibilities he had last season, but hopefully his efficiency is able to rise. So, yeah, look, you, last round pick, come on. That's easy. Easy stuff. We're at the Shark in Indiana. Baby shark, Brucey Brown. He's ranked at 157, so not even a 12-team league guy. His ADP is 137. I feel really confident he's going to start. He probably doesn't play 35 with... Um, oh, yeah, I've got two new sound drops and I get to play him now because I'm talking Indiana. 
he he's probably going to start, but there are other guys in those positions who can take some minutes, like Buddy Heald. Buddy, no. could he do no. it? Could he do no. it? Is there anything the man can't do? Or Benedict Matherin. Yeah, there we go. All right. So there is a little bit of competition there, but Brown, he won't play as much point guard as he did last season, but double-digit scoring, one and a half, two threes, four rebounds, four assists, maybe two, maybe three assists, good steals, good blocks, hopefully good percentage. He's not going to blow us away, but there's probably 30 spots of value there, I would say. And Yekra Kongwu sits at 117 with an ADP of 137. I said this on the Yahoo Sleeper Show. I thought that he'd come into this season with people just absolutely Dutch ruddering, Danish backhanding, really going for the old uh, pink cigar moment on him, right? Really going hard on him, but they're not. Nobody's doing that. He's dropped 137. Jesus Christ. If I can get a Necro Kongu at 137, there's just centers everywhere at the back end of drafts. A Kongu 137, Duran 138, Gafford, Williams. It's ridiculous. This is a top 100 guy, I would say. And like I said on the Yahoo show, I'm not a big fan of Patrick Williams. But he's ranked 158. His ADP is 140. You get him last round. I think he's going to start. Maybe Tory Craig takes away. And if Tory Craig takes the starting spot for Patrick Williams, just throw him into the ocean. He's done. He's finished. Like there's no, there's no hope. But he is a steals guy. He gets okay steals. He gets okay blocks. He hits threes. I think he's been a 40% three-point shooter for two years in a row. Maybe even three. It's extraordinarily low volume. And I worry about his ability to ramp up into a larger role on this team because Vooch, Levine, and DeRozan are all there. But they all were healthy all of last season. If one of them misses time, now what? Levine played 77, DeRozan played 74, I think, and Vooch played 82. The odds of that happening again are very, very small. So if one of them plays 70 or 65, then there's a few extra games there where Paddy can jump up some of the usage. And we'll see if he does it. So there's quite a bit of value there for Pat Williams at the end of a draft as well. There might be too many guys available for your last couple of rounds in ESPN. What that means, though, is a lot of guys that are ranked higher, they probably shouldn't be going at those spots. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We always want to be prepared to protect ourselves and help ourselves and our loved ones and our families and sometimes disaster strikes and not being prepared. It's just something you should avoid. Whether it is natural disaster, pandemic, um, stress on the healthcare system where you live, you can't get in to see a doctor, Jace is there to help you. They provide five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. They've got their board-certified physicians, pharmacies to help with the distribution of the medication, on-call doctors to discuss your problems so that when you get something that is an emergency, you can't leave because a tree has fallen on your car and your roof's caved in and you've got a disgusting cut that's getting infected, but you've got the antibiotics right there. So you talk to your doctor and you get them versus not being able to get in to see someone, can't get to the hospital, can't leave. No one wants to be caught short like that. So you can save more than $360 on these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. You get an additional $20 off with the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And the promo code is locked on. 
Let's go to Houston. Can I get amen? Maybe we'll just start with one amen. Amen Thompson's ranked 150th. He's got an ADP of 134. Um, legendary shit bloke Kevin Porter Jr. has shit bloked his way, I'd say, off the Rockets. Are they going to trade him so another team can cut him? That just looks horrible. I don't know whether they'll do that or not. But the chances of him playing a minute in the NBA this season, it's got to be less than 5%. Has to be. The chance of him playing for the Rockets this season has got to be like less than 1%. There's no way that you go in, sign bro to a contract and go, hey, we know you're a shit bloke and there's a chance of you shit bloking all over yourself here at any point. So we're not guaranteeing this money. And then he shit blokes and they don't cut him. They did the contract literally for that reason because they knew that this bloke was whatever the loosest version of a loose cannon is. Like That's what happens. That's why he was kicked off USC. It's why he was kicked kicked off the Cavs, literally, traded for a fake draft pick. That's why his contract was non-guaranteed. I Nobody is good enough to play in the NBA through these allegations, including Miles Bridges. And it still pisses me off that he's playing for the Hornets this season. It pisses me off that Jason Kidd's a coach in the NBA. It pisses me off that Derek Rose is still playing. Right, but that happens. But Kevin Porter's nowhere near as good as any of those guys. So why would anyone put up with this bullshit? Anyway, Amen Thompson's path to minutes just got cleared out. Porter was probably playing, let's say, minimum 25, probably 30 off the bench, backing up the one, two, and the three. Now he's not. So Amen's going to be the primary backup unless you really believe in Aaron Holiday. And if you do, good luck to you. He's probably backing up Jalen Green at the two a little bit. He might not get as many minutes at the three because I think Tari Eason and maybe even Cam Whitmore steps in there. But a men's got a path here. And much like Asar, his ability to get rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks is great. Give him 25. Ooh, that's maybe top 100. Maybe, maybe. Don't pick him there. Don't pick him. But it's got the upside now. Don't know why Marcus Smart's ranked this low. 101. ADP of 106. Now, John Moran's going to be out for the first 25 games. So that's 25 games minimum that Morant is going to be out. And then when Morant comes back, Smart, I would expect, is still going to start. And even if he doesn't, he's going to play 30 if he does move to the bench, which I think is highly unlikely, unless you're a big David Roddy or Jake LaRavia fan. Smart's going to get a lot of value. He's way better than this in a head-to-head league. Significantly better. This is like a, he's like a top 70-ish guy. And maybe even higher than that for at least the first 25 games. Love to get him late. What about, uh, oh, mate, Maximum Derek White? Maximum Derek. Ranked at 135? Like, come on. He's replacing Marcus Smart as the starting point guard. He started all of last season, basically, 70 games. and But that was at shooting guard next to Smart. Now he's at point guard. Now, his usage is not going to be high. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, one, two, and three. But he's going to, no one can pass on that team, really. And he's not even the best passer. He's the best shot blocking guard since John Wall. I would say. And, well, that's going to change with Amen and Asarin, but since John Wall. And he's going to play a lot of minutes. Because can't really, really rely on Malcolm Brogdon, can you? Now, why could get hurt at any point? He played 82 games last season. Don't be expecting that. But that's unbelievable value. Outside of a standard league on ESPN, 135. Insane. Come on. Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. 109 ADP, rank 102. Now, this is not as bad as what it is on Yahoo. But as I detailed, look, who the hell is their backup? You take him in round nine or round 10. 
Maybe he does get hurt. Maybe they decide, yeah, Moses Brown is a 30-minute night guy. Let me tell you, a quick spoiler, he isn't. But maybe they think that. Ah, cool, who cares? But if Nurkic has to play 30 minutes because their center situation is a disaster and getting a tough, big-ass guy who's going to lay some screens to help your rookie point guard on pick and roll, I reckon it's pretty useful. And if you think, well, he's not part of the future, they'll trade him. No one's taking him unless you're giving up assets to give off him, get off him. And as I'll continue to say, why would Portland do that? Why would they lose assets to get rid of a guy when he can just play for them and he's not blocking the minutes of anybody? Chet Holmgren. Didn't expect to see Chet down this low. 76 rank, 71 ADP. He should block two shots a game. Maybe you're worried about injury. I'm not. This is this is really low. I think he's at least a round five sort of player, 50 to 60 zone. A lot of value here. And Jordan Poole, him ranked at 50, is still, I think, off. It's not quite there. I think he's better than that. I think he's going to be unbelievable from the line, score a lot, hit a lot of threes, get some assists. Maybe he gets 1.1 steals, maybe. Fingers crossed. And he's going to be bad at field goals. I know this. But the fact that he's ranked at 50 and drafters are letting him slide three rounds down to 82... Well, there's no logic in that, but it also means that you might be able to get, honestly, in a head-to-head punting scenario, which I think is a way we should be viewing head-to-head leagues, is he a top 25 player that you might get at 80? Remember, that's average draft position. That means that, theoretically, half of the time he's going later than that if the draft position is a normal bell-shaped distribution, which is really, really hard to believe, but apparently it is. I... I am not the biggest believer in Walker Kessler from a fantasy perspective. I think traditional ranking systems overvalue his impact significantly. I think he's going to lead the league in blocks. I think he's going to be around a 70% field goal guy. He probably gets 10 rebounds plus a night. He only played 23 minutes last season. He should get to 30 really comfortable. I think he's really good. I think in the future, he might actually develop a three-point shot similar to the way Marcus Gasol did later in his career. I think he's a really good player. The problem is, for fantasy, is he gets no threes at the moment, his scoring's low, he's putrid assists, no steals, and dreadful free throws. So a lot of negatives. But because of the way that Blocks' ranking is skewed due to the distribution, it makes him look better than he is. But in saying all of that, his ADP is 109. Him being ranked at 47... I can actually understand that. I probably, you saw me on the Roto mock draft, take him there to try and show you some of the difficulties in having him in that spot. I think he's more of a you know, 55, 60 player. But 109, look, what are, we, what are we doing? I can say the same thing for Markel Fultz. He's got a rank of 100 with an ADP of 136. Why are ESPN drafters seeing Markel Fultz at the top of the list and waiting three rounds to pick him? I don't know. I was waiting for you to answer. I don't know. I've got no idea why, but it doesn't make any sense. Is they think that Anthony Black is taking the job? Mr. Black. If there's one thing I know is that rookie point guards suck shit. Like, they're terrible. As a general rule. They're bad. They don't lead to winning. And the Magic, they want to win. Tyus Jones has an ADP of 136. His rank of 85, I reckon. If I'm going to shit on ESPN for 28 minutes, I'll tell you now, Tyus Jones at 85, probably about right. I'm not massive on Tyus. In fact, that's not true. I actually got Tyus lower than 85 because I just think that he could be very low usage. He's not going to be the sole distributor that's going to be pool. 
Dylan Wright's still there. Maybe they tried John Davis. I hope not. We'll see what they do. Um, but 136 ADP, come on. Like getting a starting point guard outside of a standard draft is ridiculous. My man, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. He's ranked at 37. Fine. Totally good with it. I actually think he can be better than that, but I've got no problem with him there. An ADP of 74 means that you're like, you're sniffing someone's ass and you've just lost your mind. Like, what, what, what's going on? 74? Bro, last season, he he was like 74 last season in an A-cat league. And he shot 28% from three. There's no way. Similarly, Cam Johnson ranked at 71. Kudos. I like it. That's really strong. He might average 20 points and two and a half threes with 49 and 80 as his percentages. Maybe he gets seven rebounds playing a lot of the four. Doesn't probably do a huge amount else. But why has he got an ADP of 120? What, what are people missing here? Silly. And the last one. I want to talk shit blokes. Miles Bridges. Why is he in the league? I've got no idea. At least nobody paid him a lot of money, but they still brought him in. And I don't like it. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of his playing time. And him ranked at 86 is totally is totally reasonable. If you think they're going to deprioritize him to use Washington and Haywood and Miller, 86 is probably okay. If they let him roll at 35 minutes a night like he was two years ago, well, he's a top 40 player. But then his ADP's at 135. So maybe is everyone on ESPN just avoiding him for non-basketball reasons? I, I guess that's possible, but I would doubt that everyone's doing that. So why is he at ADP 135? If you don't want to draft Miles Bridges because of distaste, I totally get it. You don't have to. But if we're just strictly looking at player production and player value, well, 135 is clearly wrong. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.